Welcome to the Lift Church podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you to live up to your God-given potential. Um, has that encounter with God by the burning bush. Um, but just so we're all on the same page this morning, because really I want to launch off what Pastor Nate has unpacked in the previous weeks. Let's unpack a little bit. Let's go back. Um, So what we've defined as faith in this series is that um, faith is saying yes to the mission God has given us in our life. And so we've traveled with Moses. We've seen that he had to look up from where he was tending his sheep and his flock. He had to look up and see what that God was there in his midst, that he had to go over to this bush and receive the mission God wanted for his life. And then what Pastor Nate talked about was that um, this concept called our shadow mission and how sometimes we go to God, we encounter Him, we receive the mission for our life and yet sometimes we say no to it because we want to keep a hold of our shadow mission. It's really hard to let that go. But because we've dealt with that in the few past um, past weeks, today I want to launch off from that. So we're talking about once we've come and encountered God, we've received the mission and we've let go of our shadow mission. We've put that aside, haven't we? In the last few weeks, we've put that aside. And so this morning, I want to talk about how we actually take up this mission that God has given us. And it's really, really exciting. So why don't we just begin by welcoming the God who gives us this mission in this morning. So I just want to pray. God, we thank you that you are here in our midst. And God, I thank you for what you've been unpacking in the last few weeks in this series. God, I pray that you would be revealed this morning. That if there's anything that we take away from today, God, it's a greater understanding, but a greater connection with who you are, God, your character, your nature. God, we thank you that you are here and for what you're going to do this morning. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So you know how the Bible talks a lot about faith in in like a childlike kind of a way? God really encourages us to have childlike faith. And I've really been enjoying talking to our Lyft kids about faith and seeing them just grab onto these concepts about faith and running with them. It's really exciting. But it got me thinking back to when I first became a Christian when, um, well, actually, I became a Christian. I gave my heart to Jesus, and then it was a few years of kind of just doing my own thing still. But then things clicked in. Things actually clicked in in high school, and um, I began really my walk with God then. And I just remember that as this young Christian with childlike faith, in all of my quiet times with Jesus and in, um, you know, those altar calls that you go up to and you're like, Jesus, I give you my life. Like, just do with me what you will. That was literally the cry of my heart. Because what you have to understand is that I went from being an average student, literally average grades and the whole lot. And this person who could quite easily fly under the radar and just blend in with the crowd, I went from being this person to a person who was called by God, who was given a mission and a purpose by God. And so for me, this was such a great joy, a great joy as a young Christian. 
And, you know, it served me well. I, I realized that my yes to God was the, the, I guess, the factor that would allow me to live out the mission. When we say no to the things of God, then, yeah, we're withholding our potential. But our yes, our response to what God is calling us to, that's what allows us to actually go on the mission and to see it fulfilled. And so that served me really well. Honestly, the greatest testimony in my life thus far is what God has done with my yes. Yes, through seasons of just, I don't know what to do next. And those big life decisions you have to make after high school when you actually have to make your own decisions. Um, God would just open door after door after door. And he took my crooked path and made it straight for me. What he's done with my yes has been incredible. And I praise him for that. So what we can give him is our yes. And then after that, you know, I met my amazing husband and I was like, awesome, I'm saying yes to God, he's saying yes to God, we're faith-filled, we can go on this journey together, this is going to be incredible. But then things started to change, you see, it's like all of a sudden my inadequacies, all of a sudden my my lack came to the forefront of my mind and I started to see everything that I didn't have or everything that... I wasn't. You see, I started to think when, especially with planning lift and and taking up different roles with work and, and the church, I started to see where I fell short. I started to see my inadequacies. And I love that in this story of Moses in Exodus 3, we see him going through exactly the same, what I like to call crisis of faith. You see, we can have childlike faith and it's quite easy until God is calling us to step out and use that faith, actually put it to work. And you see, I would stand at this cliff face of faith, ready to step out and then this crisis would come. I just start to question whether I had what I needed, whether doing this alone was enough. And, and, and I just saw all my lack. But I love that in this story, God helps us out in these crises of faith. And so we're going to pick up uh, in Moses's story. And I love that um, Pastor Nate over the last few years actually unpacked that Moses grew up in Pharaoh's palace. So he was smart. He was intelligent. He was educated in the Egyptian way. And so he was popular. He had status. um, But we still see him go through this crisis when he meets with God. So we're going to pick it up at this point. Exodus 3, if you've got your Bibles with you or your iPhones, whatever you use. Um, Exodus 3, verse 7 to 15. The Lord said, I've indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way. The Egyptians are oppressing them. So now go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, and here's the question, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am 
who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Bit of a long passage, but we're going to unpack that this morning. You know what I find really funny, and I'm sure a lot of you find this, pa- this passage quite profound, and I do as well, but I also find it quite hilarious. As I was saying, Moses, it's like Moses is in this crisis of faith, right? And he asked God this question, this, who am I? You can just imagine a child coming up to a parent or something and being like, who am I? I can't do this. You know, but God in this passage, it seems like he just glosses over what Moses has asked him. It's just like, Psh, whatever, Moses. But the thing is, and, and I find that really funny because wouldn't it have been just this amazing father-son moment, this creator and creation moment where he's like affirming Moses and, no, but you're amazing at this. I've given you this gift. You, you've got great skills in this area. You're so capable of doing this. I was like, God, that would have been way better for Moses, right? Like you would have prepped him up and, and he'd be ready to go. He'd be, he'd be all good. He'd know that he had what it takes. But the thing is that God knows that even if he were to prop ourselves up, when it comes to the difficult times in our mission, that that would not be enough. Our skills, our abilities, our gifts, us depending on ourselves just isn't enough when it comes to the mission of God. And and I love this because I've been unpacking this with your kids and, and they get that the mission God has given them is so much bigger than they are, so much bigger than what they could even be capable of and the thing is for us as adults sometimes we think we can do it on our own sometimes we think that what we have is enough and we actually don't need God for the mission that God has called us to but God tells us differently he doesn't prop Moses up but instead he says I am will be with you I am going to be with you and that's the same for us this morning this is the comfort this is the confidence we can have The thing is, a younger Moses would have thought he had what it took to free the Jews from slavery. You know, like I said, he he grew up in Egypt and he knew people. He he could have done it. But we see him before when he attempted to do something about it. He failed miserably. And so it actually ends up that he goes into the desert and he's hiding out there for years and years. And that's why now... He's coming to God and he's asking, are you sure you've got the right guy? Are you sure? And I just love that God doesn't take this opportunity to be like, I believe in you. But he actually says, you know what? I am is with you. And so because God gives Moses this name, I am, there must be something significant in it. He didn't say, you know, um, I will do this for you. I will do that for you or um, lay out the plan completely. But he simply says, I will be with you. And so this morning, I want us to have a look at what that name of God actually means. And what I am means, if you look into the Hebrew of it, is that um, it actually means self-existent or unlimited being. Just have a think of that for a moment. Self-existent and unlimited being. And the thing is, for 
for Hebrews, names were a big deal back then. It showed what authority you had. It, it characterised you. It t- talked about your nature and presented that to people. And um, a few years ago, I was in a work role where I saw the significance of, of what a name could do. I had the privilege of being the personal assistant to our previous senior pastor. And, um, and like I mentioned, I probably isn't, aren't one of those people who um, could confidently go into a room and talk to important people and VIPs and people like that, but I'd prefer to just kind of float under the radar. But it was it was amazing that once I took on this role, once I had this name, Joel Chalaya, backing me and the fact that I was going on that authority, I could walk into green rooms, I could do what I needed to do, talk to the VIP I needed to talk to, and I could do it confidently with boldness because it wasn't Beck Four who was going in there, it was personal assistant to Joel Chalaya who was going in there. And so I had all the confidence I needed but the thing is at the end of the day that role even though I was in it for a few years it was temporary at the end of the day it's temporary but I love that when we say yes to the mission God has given us that we get his name that we can take with us and his mission I love that the Bible says that the gifts of God are irrevocable so when God gives us a mission he doesn't take it back so when he gives us his name he doesn't take it back we can bear it and we walk with it boldly into our mission because I am is with us and that's the significance of this name and so when we see that it means self-existent or unlimited being that's the name that goes with us. But because it's like God could see through time and space and see that our language today is just, it limits. It, it cannot put a good description or a close enough description on who God is. God shows us a picture of who I am is. And that picture, of course, in this passage is the burning bush. So let's check out what it says. Just a bit of a refresher, reminder. Exodus 3 verse 2 says, There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. You see, normally, right, we all know that normally a bush that's on fire would be burning up because the fire would be, the flames would be needing the bush as its fuel. It's what would fuel the fire to continue going. And it's just like how everything in creation is dependent on something. You and I, we're dependent on what? Oxygen, water, food, sunlight. We are dependent on something for our life. And, you know, living with Shell has been really cool. And one of the things that she... um, kind of is a bit of a mantra of hers, I guess, that's stuck with me is that food is fuel. And so for us, we we literally need food to live. And it just, um, it gave me this thought of how dependent we are on something that everything in all of creation, if you think about it, even man-made things is always dependent on a source. Um, You plug, you know, these lights in and stuff like that, they need electricity for them to actually work. Everything has a source, but God doesn't. God doesn't have a source. Are you tracking with me this morning? He is an unlimited being. So when he says, I am, he exists because he exists. He exists out of his own self. He, is, he sustains himself. 
And the thing is, we see with Moses, it tells us in Hebrews, is that this picture that Moses saw of this burning bush, this encounter he had with I am, is what kept him going, what kept him persevering through his mission. It says, By faith, he, being Moses, left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. And if you look into the passage, what the scholars are saying is that he saw God in this bush. He had this revelation that I am is with him. And it's the same for all of us today because God doesn't just exist out of this self-sustaining source, but he creates out of it as well. And we see in Hebrews that he created us out of him out of himself, out of his own source. By faith, we understand that the universe, everything was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. God took nothing, how we understand the word nothing to be, and made something out of it. He takes nothing but simply speaks and he creates. He can create something out of nothing. And this just blows my mind because it's only when we are reconnected with our source that we can actually fulfill the mission that he has placed on our life. And I love that. It's so clear in Moses's life that once he connected with I am, sustainer of his own life, that he was able to carry through and persevere. It's like he kept that picture of the burning bush, that moment with God in his mind. Whenever the times got tough, he, he went back and he saw in his mind, burning bush, I am is with me. The God who sustains me, the God who sustains himself, the creator, the one who is self-existent. He's an unlimited being. He is the one who walks with me. And so I can fulfill this mission that he has called me to. You see, when I came face to face with my inadequacies, when planning lift, when um, undergoing anything else that God was calling me to for that season, when I came face to face with it, it was like Moses coming face to face with his short shortfalls and shortcomings. We, whenever we do, whenever we have these crises of faith, we actually get an opportunity to either continue going in our own strengths and relying on ourselves, or we can encounter the source, the one who created us in the first place, the one who has called us to the mission to be the God of the mission as well. I love that when I had those moments, I could call on God, my source, and that's truly what sustained me through those seasons of difficulty, those, those times where I felt I wasn't enough, those times I felt that I didn't have enough or that I was going it alone. God reminded me, He is with me and He sustains me. He sustains me and He's that God to us this morning as well. And you know, there are missions to come for us. The picture I was seeing um, leading into this morning was that after this faith series, that us as a church would be at a whole nother level of faith, that that would become our new normal. And this morning, that's I believe that that's where God wants to show us. That's where God wants to take us. And throughout the rest of the series as well is that we have a faith because we know the God who's calling us to our faith journeys because we see him revealed in us and through us. 
And the, the thing that he placed on my heart for this message today was that when we say yes to the mission God has called us to, we're not just saying yes to the mission. We're not just saying yes to the doing and to the being the obedient servant or, or the person that walks it out, but we're actually saying yes to God. We're actually saying yes to the God who calls us to the mission. And so this morning, what I want us to do is actually spend a little bit of time reconnecting with this source, reconnecting to I am. In Hebrews 11.6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, faith at the end of the day is so that we can please God. Our faith, when God gives us these missions, it's so that we have something that we can serve God in. It's something that we can bring pleasure to Him, joy to Him through. And it's only through knowing that He is with us, that I am is with us, that we can actually fulfill these missions. So this morning, I know we've got quite a bit of time, but if the band can help me and come make your way up. I actually do want us to spend most of our time being able to reconnect with our source this morning. And I want to pitch a question to you. In what areas of your life are you not yet plugged into the source? What areas of you, your life are you, still, are you still relying on your own strength? You know, some of us might be at different places this morning where you, you're coming to the end of yourself. Maybe you're there. You actually come to the end of yourself. And maybe for others of you, you're still like, no, I'm, I'm actually doing okay. I'm actually strong in myself. Can I encourage you this morning? The moment you plug into the source, he gives you life. He gives you sustenance. He gives you everything you need for the mission that is ahead. And so what was really cool about, I guess, discovering this name I am is that when you look into the cultural context of it, names are so important to the Hebrew people. And in fact, they saw it as such a revered thing. They, they had so much respect and reverence for this name that even the Hebrew people would not utter I am or the name Lord because it was just so special to them. But the thing is, God wanted relationship with all of us, not just the Hebrew people, not just the Jewish people. And so it's through Jesus that we, non-Jews, get to come to God and actually get to lift up his name. We actually get to use this name, this name that he is the source, that he's the self-sustaining one. We only get to make use of this name because of what Jesus has done. And so this morning, I want to give you an opportunity to connect with Jesus first. The Bible says that we come to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, who paid the, the penalty, who paid the debt for sin for our lives. And so what we have is a bit of a gift for you. If you want to say this prayer for the first time, we've got a Bible for you, which you can um, grab at the end of the experience. Mum and Dad will be at the back there with them. But if it's you, I just want to lead you in a prayer this morning. So all of us will pray with you. Um, and it's simple. Just repeat after me. Say these words. Dear Jesus, 
I admit that I'm a sinner and I believe you to be the Saviour. Come into my heart, come into my life and be my God. I thank you for loving me. I thank you for dying on the cross for me. Now I want to live for you. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. If you would like to find out more about Lift, check out our website at theliftchurch.com.au.